Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the 13th Man Podcast. It's our first episode in a couple of months, as things have kind of been busy on both ends for us. But we are back. We should be posting regularly again. But we have a lot to talk about today, mainly about the huge news that dropped the other day. CFL-XFL merger, or uh, whatever you want to call it, partnership, whatever. They've agreed to formal talks, and now people are starting to to kind of kick tires at what this could possibly mean. Um, <laughs> how do you want to start this conversation? Um, this quote from Tim Baines, if CFL and XFL team up, there's a real chance three downs, wider, field, wider and longer field, Ruiz, 12 players on the field, etc. will be gone. You can embed an alliance would be four downs, 11 players on the field, same as the National Football League, which I'm not about. I don't know if that's necessarily true, to be honest with you, Shane. I'm why why do I feel so like confident that we're gonna be looking at Canadian football on an American field? I I hope we see a Canadian like a Canadian game on an on a American field. I think if you put the CFL, I think and I think this is the problem, is that we have this construct that the American game is so much better you know the the way the the states have it is so much better and so much greater than this like the canadian game i don't think that's true at all i i think that people have just it's been marketed in such a way that people believe it but if we were to bring the cfl game down to the states and market it properly i think people would actually start to realize that the cfl game the way the cfl game is played is a more exciting and better vert like a better game of football than the nfl the the only reason that I think that it has to be an American field uh, is is simply because of let, like let's look at the venues that the XFL played in last year. I think the only one that would actually be able to successfully convert into a CFL field is Dallas because they played in uh, in the Rangers' old baseball stadium there, right? Yeah, I mean, I think St. Louis. If you were to put it. Where the Rams played, there's enough room in that arena. I looked. To... I looked at pictures of that place. It doesn't like. I think wide enough. Sure. I don't think that's long enough. Oh, no. Reggie Bush ended his career because there was a good like five, ten yards of cement between the back of the end zone and where fans were sitting. Yeah, but you need an additional thirty yards in length, and I I really doubt they have that. Without... I mean, you could you could definitely make it work if you wanted to. I just don't see why the CFL would bend into making like. You're literally going to slap everyone who loves the CFL for the reasons that I just laid out in the face for what? For to join an alliance with a league that was has made, has survived one and a half years in the of existence. Yeah, you can you can look at it like that, but like the other thing you can look at like what like the XFL was pretty successful this time around. Like would you not Agree there. No. Attendance I mean, dropped. Uh, literally, attendance was dropping across the league week to week. Viewership was dropping week to week. TV attendance wasn't dropping. Attendance. St. Louis was about. St. Louis was about to open up more. St. Louis hated the NFL and they were going to support football anyways. But if you look across the league, attendance was dropping week to week. TV viewership was dropping week to week. Spring football and spring American style football does not have a chance to survive in the States. 
So why are we trying to force it down people's throats? Why not give them something new, something fresh, something exciting like CFL football? Because there's nothing like CFL football in the States. And if you don't want to compete directly with the NFL, why would you make it like the NFL? Why not bring in the CFL football and basically market yourself as like, we're football, we're not NFL football, we're different. We have, there's flavor to our game. I, sorry, as I continue to share this into Facebook groups, because Facebook made this so friggin' difficult on us for no reason, Shane. It drives me absolutely nuts, okay? Um, I, I, there's so many things that, like, bother me about this. But there's also, like, part of me that tells me, like, the CFL wouldn't be doing this kind of thing if they didn't have to. Like, I, I don't I think that they are in a, a position right now financially where I don't know if they would survive to next year. Yeah, I mean probably not, but here's the thing. A lot and, and this was just brought up, I just I saw a tweet of it um, from the uh, defensive line coach at the uh, at UBC Four down football um, for for a lot of CFL players would not work because a lot of these players, and we've talked about it before, the CFL game involves a completely different skill set than the NFL game. So you're going to say that, okay, we're going to make this the, the an NFL-style game, expecting these players to be able to play an NFL style. If you were to – like, how many times have we looked at a player being like, huh, if he played in the NFL, he probably wouldn't have success. Yep. In my opinion, there's a lot of receivers that, like Brandon Banks, in my opinion, I like him. He's a great player. He would be one-dimensional. He would be probably one of the most underused players in the NFL. Like De- oh, Deontay I agree, Spencer. 100%. Deontay Spencer, another example of someone, in my opinion, is being underused in the NFL with Denver. He could be so much more than a punt returner or a, a kick returner, but because the field is so small, he doesn't have that wiggle room that he had up in the CFL. If you were to put, in my opinion, if you were to put Tyreek Hill in the CFL as a slot back, giving him a running start instead of having him start from a, a flat stance, he'd be one of the best players to ever lace him up in the CFL. Probably. I mean, like, you're talking about a guy whose nickname is literally the cheetah. The guy is so fast. But that's the thing is like there's some players that having that extra, you know, five yard running head start into defenders as a slot back is good for their game. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know why you want to change it. I don't know why if you look at the if you look at the CFL and you're like, if you're if you're on the CFL, why you look at it being like, we don't need to change our game to fit the US market. Because you you know what's gonna happen. No, no spring league has survived. No no even the college football is different than the NFL. Mm-hmm. The the thing that I think about too, and you can go on the XFL's Twitter account when they post that they're going to be working with the CFL. Everybody's under the assumption that CFL is going to American rules. Yeah, I I just can't see that being the case. You know, like Trevor Harris said it too. I believe he said uh, the, he he named off all those uh, spring football leagues that have been in the U.S. and he said that one failed, that one failed, that one failed, that one folded, that one didn't work. And then he's like, yeah, well, okay, the CFL's been around for 100 years. You know, clearly someone's doing it right and someone's doing it wrong. And while the CFL's 
business structure and all that is completely broken. It's terrible. It's lasted. It, it stood the test of time. And, you know, it's it's been on the brink of death more times than you can possibly count. But there, it's something is is working and, and it's and it's clicking because it's still here. I don't believe the CFL is going to give away everything to go join the XFL. I think that's such a stupid notion. That's not going to happen. Um, but sometimes things like this are needed, right? This could be the this like this very well could be the end of the CFL, right? One way or another. But the other thing you, you can look at, this this could also be the beginning of the CFL taking the next step to relevance if this works out the way that you hope it does for that for the CFL. I think with if if this was under Vince McMahon, I think it would be a lot more serious as we're losing a lot of what makes the CFL great. Mm-hmm. But with The Rock and his you know known love for the CFL and respect towards the CFL. I think there would be more of a, a willingness to adapt CFL rules. Mm-hmm. I agree one hundred percent. I think there is a more of a chance that we see the C, like CFL football, at least the big parts of C. Like personally, I would have no care about the Rouge. I, I really don't care for the Rouge. Really, it makes for some interesting endings. Depending on if you're down by one or not, you might just want to kick, or if you're you know tied, you might just want to kick it through the end zone instead of risking a field goal. Whatever the case may be, it makes for some interesting endings every kind, like every now and then. Personally, the three-point play in the XFL, I would love to see on a Canadian, like on a, a CFL field. You know, you start at the 10-yard line or 15-yard line, you have the extra 20 yards in the end zone to, to get a three-point play. So instead of it being se- or 7 nothing, it's 9 nothing. Like, things like that, I would love to see in the CFL. So if you can adapt some of the C- XFL rules and maybe get rid of some of the CFL ones like the Rouge, I, I wouldn't really want to get rid of the yard offside like yard start because I think that makes a big difference in, in the trenches, honestly. But there are some rules that I would be okay getting rid of. And I mean, the the buy-in from some of the teams around the league, like every, everybody kind of acknowledges that some of the franchises aren't in the best spots. Like I think Tampa Bay was really struggling with their attendance. Correct me if I'm wrong. I believe uh, there they, was were, a, they were one of the worst teams. Yeah. So there's a couple of other teams, and you highlighted one that doesn't have a team, and that's Oakland. Like, St. Louis and Oakland, to me, are the two markets that if the CFL could get into, they could build some legitimate rooting interest in the the U.S. And San Diego as well. Now, can you do that? I think the XFL is your best route to get into St. Louis, Oakland, and San Diego. You can easily get teams, you know, out of Tampa Bay. Um, Maybe you get that team out of New York, and, and you put it in, you know, somewhere else. But also, I don't think having a CFL team in New York would be a bad option either. Like, no, and I think we're and and I brought this up is that if there's a chance, let's say you merge with the XFL, the teams, there there are nine teams or eight teams, however many you want, become property of the CFL, just like any other merger. You know, we had the IHF or IHL move into into the NHL. We had the AFL NFL merger, all that fun stuff. They all became property of the one league. You let's say you take Tampa, move them to Halifax. There you go. Play out of Moncton for a little bit till you get a stadium ready. There you go. You you got your you got your Atlantic team. Then you bring in you know, so you're at you're at what five or five and five? Yeah. So you start with yeah. If you were to absorb all the XFL teams, you start with eighteen teams. Yeah, I think so, is what you're looking at. Each team has each league has nine teams. I think. Uh, I think it's eight and nine because they eight and nine. nine. So either way, you, you're at seventeen. Like I think seventeen. So you, can move, you can move. Uh. 
Halifax. You can move Tampa to Halifax, whatever. Make get the shooters up and running. You don't have to take all eighteen, all the other seven teams. If you want to split it down the middle, like literally east versus west, and have eight versus eight, all you need is three of the most marketable teams or three of the best teams in each side of the country to make it work. So if you feel like St. Louis, uh, maybe move team to Oakland and San Diego. There you go. You have your three West teams. And then you have DC, uh, New York. And I believe there was another one. That well, I you're, you're also forgetting the Wildcats in Los Angeles right now. Yeah. But I mean, realistically, like how like were they? I don't think they were also, they weren't doing very well either in attendance. I don't believe so, but. So you can move, like you can move Los Angeles down to LA. And I mean, you can always move Winnipeg over to the East. Like you have before, if there's not enough teams in the East, like you can make it work in a two division set, right? Like you, you it could, is possible. You could theoretically, if you wanted to um, make the Canadian division and an American division, uh, that would just get a little bit more travel-y. Um but I feel like keeping the rivalries, you know, in Canada. So I, I still want to see the Argos and the Stampeders go toe to toe. That's a, that's a classic game, you know. I, I, I want to see that. So I, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if I want to see Ottawa play New York a ton. No, but I mean, if you, I think you have. Let's say you have sixteen teams. You dissolve two of the the XFL teams, the two of the the least marketable teams, whatever. You have 16 teams, you have eight versus eight in 20 and 18 games. You know, you're playing 14 games. Really, again, if you do two versus two, you're playing 14 games against your own division. And then, you know, you have three games against another, uh, the, the West division. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah. Like, I, I think. For sure, though, right? What if you were the CFL right now? The Baltimore experiment worked pretty well for you. The Why? Because it was yeah. a, it was a good it was a good market for football, right? They didn't care. American football, Canadian football didn't matter, right? You got to find more markets that are like that. St. Louis already proved that they are one of those markets. I think 100%. there's an appetite there's an appetite for football back in Oakland. I think they'd support no matter what came there, right? That's a great football oh. city, 100%. and I, I think. I think San Diego would would have an appetite for that as well. I mean, they didn't really prove it with the fleet in the alliance uh, when they had them, but that league was also let, let's be let's be fair, Shane. That was a bush league. Yeah, it bush was league, league. Yeah, but I think if you were to put a team, I don't know, uh, San Diego, Oakland, St. Louis would be my top three. Uh, maybe Portland, Oregon. You know, they mm-hmm. don't they don't really have anything outside of the, the, the Trailblazers and the Ducks. Like you, you are like Oregon, the University of Oregon and Oregon State University are hotbeds of football. So why not put a team there? I think if you were to put a team in, I don't know, Green Bay, I think Green Bay could support a second team. Um, but it also depends when you're running this league. Because if you want to go, the, the, if you want to push the CFL schedule up a little bit, like you've been talking about for years, you start it in April and you end in. Like September, a, a, a September October range. All of a sudden, you know, there's football year round for 
the people in, in Green Bay if you wanted to do something like that. Yeah. Um, like, you could even go back to Baltimore, a place that you've that's tried and true and, and you know works. If yeah. so like you know, there, there's there's obviously clear hurdles too clear with things Put an like that. Team in Detroit instead <laughs> of the, the god awful Lions. Give, give Detroit fans or Michigan fans actual reason to be to celebrate football. Now um, I'm not. You you can't. You also can't just go to all the NFL markets, and that's why St. Louis, San Diego, and Oakland work so well. Those are markets you want to get into before the NFL gets into there. Again. You want to <laughs> you want to sink your teeth in because we know we all know that. St. Louis, the, with the way they support the Battle Hawks, is going to get an NFL team again, right? I think I think I everybody think so. understands that. I don't think so. I think St. Louis fans are do, we're doing it in spite of the NFL. But I, I, I really don't see the NFL going back to Oakland, San Diego, or or St. Louis. I think Las Vegas or Oakland moving to Las Vegas really put a a spurn in relocation. So I don't see it happening. And the thing too, I mean, if you're the if you're the CFL and you're looking to get to Oakland, the stadium isn't an issue for you. You know, you'd you'd rather have a new one, but you mean to tell me you wouldn't play out of there? No, I mean, at this time you play where you can play, and then you work around it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just think that if you look at uh, the American side of things, there are teams that probably could support uh, an NFL team that don't have an NFL team that may want an NFL, like may want football, like what's, what's, why not go to South Carolina? They have nothing down there. It's Other all than in racing. North Carolina. Yeah. But they have no, they have no football in South Carolina. You mm-hmm. know, um, I think if you put it in, if you go back to Louisiana or Tennessee, some of, some of the American, like some of the NFL markets, would be doable in terms of having a second team, in my opinion. But I would avoid, you know, da- Dallas. You know, I would avoid uh, anything in Texas, honestly. I would have just straight out avoid at this point. Um, unless it's the Roughneck who seemed to thrive last year. So maybe you keep that's around. That's what I'm saying. I think that Dallas team is – that stadium, though, that, that's really not great for football. No. But – I think overall, like you could, you could do it. You could put another team. You put it in some colleges that don't have NFL teams. You put it in college area, like college teams, or call like university areas that don't have a team. And that's that's kind of what the Alliance tried, right? They played out of Birmingham, um, which some smaller school in Alabama plays at. I mean, uh, they played it. Did that and it failed. Yeah. Um, they did uh, Salt Lake City uh, at the uni- where University of Utah. Am I am I an idiot? I'm not sure. I didn't really care much for that league. Yeah, no, that league was. Yeah, like it was. It was, it, it was gone. <laughs> that like some of some of the finished was before it even like before you even got going in my opinion that's what I some of like. the names in that league too like the Arizona Hotshots the Salt Lake City Stallions though those helmets were absolutely amazing um but like man that league was it was something else that that like that's what you have to avoid you know i i think cfl yeah. fans hated the xfl so much because it looked like it, there was a genuine hope that it wouldn't suck you know what i mean like I wrote that article for 613 Sports about how 
the XFL might pose like a serious threat to the CFL if it can get going. And I think although numbers were dropping, I think it had a legitimate foundation to carry itself through and, and exist for more than a couple of years. I mean, I, I think the XFL had a chance. And here's the thing. American, why come up to Canada when you can stay in the States and play if you're an American player, yep. right? So if you're the CFL and you're looking and, and the XFL is dead set on playing in 2022 one way or another, if it's in affiliation with the CFL or not, you are allowing, you know, you're basically giving away a chance to keep all your star talent. Like here, like here's the thing. And let's say Bo Levi Mitchell hits free agency, and all you can offer him is I don't know, two, like three hundred thousand dollars to to stay in Canada, which is a significant paid decrease from what he is getting right now because he's still above five hundred thousand, I believe. I think if you so. looked at his revised I think, numbers. I think, yeah, I'm not really sure. I've been taking a look at his his numbers recently. Let's say he's getting you know three hundred thousand, four hundred thousand kind of thing. And he gets an offer from I don't know. Let's say let's say the Houston Roughnecks to go back to Texas and play for seven hundred and fifty thousand. Seven hundred and not just seven hundred and fifty thousand. Seven hundred fifty thousand U.S. dollars. Yeah. So why not? Like, why would he have any? He has no obligation to stay in Canada. So why mm-hmm. not go back to Texas, play in the XFL for a couple hundred thousand more? And it's more, it's a lot of a couple hundred thousand more because it's an American dollar. Exactly. Now that's, that's the other thing that's interesting to bring up because this is one of the things that went through my head immediately upon hearing this and thinking if there's a merger, we see it with the Blue Jays, we see it with the Raptors and we see it with the Canadian NHL teams. It is difficult for them to sign free agents. How quickly would the American teams become the dominant force if there was a merger of the two leagues? And they didn't create some kind of cap rule that specifies your cap depending on your taxes in your either your province or your state. To me, yeah. I, I think that would be a massive issue. Yeah, I think you – but, I mean, you could always find ways around it, right? Like the NHL has found ways around it. The the MLB has found ways around it. The, the NBA has found ways around that, those kind of issues. So if the you can kind do it. of, but like not really. You know the Raptors were still screwed. Like the Jays, the first big free agent the Jays have like ever signed was George Springer, and they had to way overpay to get him. Like it, it's not easy for Canadian teams to bring American players up north. It's virtually impossible. Yeah, I mean. I think the problem with, with the Blue Jays and whatnot and the Raptors is that they also have sucked for so long. Yeah, but like we're talking, about Ka- we're talking about Kawhi leaving after winning a championship to leave Canada. Like, I mean, I wouldn't really use Kawhi as, as the best example as a player who went home. Like, he, It's not like he left Toronto to join Boston. You know, he went to the Clippers. He went home to LA. I can't really fo- like. We've re-signed DeRozan. We signed. We re-signed Lowry. Like we had Boston. those. Those we are also these- guys who have already been in. Like once once you're in, right? A lot of guys don't have problems once they figured out that okay, this isn't so bad. It's the guys that have. And that's what that's what makes George Springer so special to Jays fans. The fact that he left Texas, right? Came 
two free agency and picked Toronto. That's what makes him so special because nobody does that. Nobody ever looks at the, in the eyes of the other bidding teams and says, you know, I'm going to Canada. It's just like, it's pretty much unheard of for American players. Don't suck. I think like, I think that's what it comes down to. If you, if you were to build a championship team, let's say uh, if you had the upstart San Diego, um, I don't know, San Diego ships or whatever versus <laughs> playing for them versus playing for like a, a championship caliber Cal- like Calgary St. Peter's, if you want to win, you're going to go to the championship team. Mm-hmm. So I think for the first, like it would just force Canadian teams to be better. The competitive level will increase. Football the- in Canada would increase, in my opinion. The talent, we would actually be able to see a true, like true Canadian talent making more of an impact in the CFL than we do now. I, I look at this, and I, I honestly, when we when we posted that article yesterday that Brian did for us, which, by the way, was fantastically fast. I'm so happy with that. Um, but the comments on, on that that we got, Shane, um, honestly, it's very disappointing to see the amount of CFL fans that are slamming the door shut on this before ever listening to see what's going to happen. I because... Think, uh... This, this this could be the best thing to ever happen to the CFL if it is done right. It could be. It 100% could be. But I think fans are worried about Americanizing the game. And I think they have a right to be worried. I well, have... look, I'll, I'll, I'll propose you this alternative. If this doesn't happen, why, why don't you worry about having a league next year? I mean, I think that's the point we're at. So would you rather Americanize our Canadian game or would you rather not have a league? And if you say I'd you'd rather, rather not have a league... I rather then you not don't have to Americani- watch. But I rather not Americanize the game to the fact that it's not even a resemblance of what the game was. I I agree with that. Like, I I have, would like, rather. Have, but but here's the thing though. Again, the American game isn't good. Like if you actually take the game to like if you watch an NFL game, take away all the production value that the NFL pours yeah. into it, just watch snap for snap a CFL and Amer- an NFL game. And even a college game, you put a, an NCAA game on, the NFL game is the worst out of the three. 100%. By pace, by play, everything. It is the worst. So why should the CFL game, which in a lot of people's opinion is the better game, have to Americanize itself when it has been proven that other American football league uh, who follow the NFL umbrella don't survive? If Look, I'll, 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 I'll phrase it like this. If my options are A, play American football in Canada and then I have something to go to in the summer, or B, have nothing, well, option A looks pretty good. Now, in an ideal world, the CFL and the XFL merge to just become the CFL. All of the Canadian rules stay the same. The field stays the same size. That's what we all want, right? I think we can all agree that that is exactly what we all want. But let's be realistic. There's no way that's going to happen like that. We're going to have but to have some not? give. The, the XFL is nothing right now. I get so, that. But so it's why... also not possible to put a CFL size field in the majority of the XFL f- venues. So either so don't go. It, like that's the thing though is that if you're going to Americanize the game, like why why bother taking away things that make the game unique just so it fits this mold? that people think is good football. 
can can like, we not can we not find a way to compromise on this though? I think right? we can, like, but I think there's certain fundamentals that the XFL, like in my opinion, the XFL needs the CFL more. You've already you fully halfway yeah. through a season. You know, there's no there's more of a guarantee the CFL like the C, the CFL plays in 21 than there is the XFL plays in 22. So why should the CFL like realistically why should the CFL have to give up the most to make a partnership work? You know, they're they're at an advantage. They have the leverage right now. You know, you have CFL 2.0 to fall back on. If it well, that, comes down, that... if it comes down to joining the XFL or starting up a CFL 2.0 league in Europe, if it meant playing with the same rules, I think more people would be interested in CFL 2.0 in Europe than it would yeah, be I... merging the XFL. I'm just wondering at, w- at what point do people say they're out, right? So if we say, okay, Canadian rules but American field, I have a feeling yeah, that most people are out. Wouldn't work. If... It, it, it would not work though. Okay, so let's say then, what if we go to a field that is the same width in Canada, right? Shorten the end zones to 15 yards. Is that too far? No, I think... I think Because that's to, essentially what Toronto had to do, by the way. Their end zones were oh, 17 if they yards. Were to, I think if they were to... If they were to uh, put down the, the end zones down to 15 yards, I don't think anyone's going to care. I think the end zones are one thing that... Okay, shrink it down... Five yards each, whatever. It's not going to make the end of the world. It's not that big of a difference. Most of these players are used to playing in a 10 yards, ten uh, yard end zone anyways. So going down to 15 doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But I think if you take away that extra 10 yards in the middle of the field, take away the, the extra, I don't know, like what is it, 20, 30 yards side to side? Yep. I think we're 65. Well, yeah. the NFL is like 50 or something. Yeah. So that, that changes the game drastically. You know, you're, we talk about wide side throws all the time. You know, we talk about quarterbacks not being able to make that wide side throw, like how the, those wide side throws are dangerous. Mm-hmm. Well, that's no longer an issue. Those, well, those, wide, those wide side throws no longer become that big of a deal because you've shortened the yard, like you've shortened the field. Like it drastically changes the game once you start messing with the dimensions of the field because then you actually lose a player. Like it just, I don't know. I feel like if you were to switch a lot of this field stuff, you mess with the entire game. Let's also think about it this way, right? I think the end zones in in Canada are one of the most unique things about the game. So if an American team wants to come in and they can do the whole field, but their end zones have to be 15 yards while everybody else has 20, fine, right? Because in in Montreal, their end zones for the last 10 yards are slanted inwards. Yeah. The field dimensions are different in Montreal than they are anywhere else. Toronto has 17-yard end zones, if you didn't know that. They're three yeah. yards shorter than anywhere else. So if an I American think... team says we have to have a, a 15 or 16-yard end zone to make it work, fine. I don't oh, care. 100%. I think if you like, – again, I have no issues with the end zones uh, being changed. I think if you make them all 15 yards, I don't care. Don't touch the actual length of the field from goal line to goal line and don't change the width. So you still want – what an 110 yard because that's what makes game like that's what makes our game unique right that that makes the game the way it is it wouldn't be the same if the field was different what we just did there shane um is a nice compromise and i think that's what's going to have to happen things like that i think people but i think people are worried that like a nice compromise is going to be four downs 11 men on the field 
Um, well, that's not a compromise, though. That's just going with whatever the XFL wants to do. And I, I think that's I, what people are worried of. I don't think that's going to happen, though. And I, like people are so quick to say that Randy Ambrosi is an idiot because he didn't put they didn't play this season. But I don't. He like he used to play in this league too, right? He's not going to go alienate the entire CFL fan base to have a chance to work with a league that's been around for half a year. Yeah, 100%. that just doesn't sound that doesn't sound realistic at all. That's not going to happen. Don't worry about that. Yeah, I think I think people just uh, they don't trust the commissioners like any league, right? When it comes to this thing, if this was with the X, like if you were to talk about a, a merger in the NHL now, people would still be hesitant if it meant rule changes. Uh, but again, like I rather not change the three downs. I think my opinion. I, I've played both. Like I've played three down and four down football. I've been on both sides of the ball playing three down and four down football. There is something just more, there's more pressure. There's a lot more intensity when it's three downs because you understand that, Hey, I only have two chances to get a first down. Yeah. I I, I want to quickly point out what Mark said here too, uh, about having no league than, than going to four downs. Mark, I respect your opinion on this, and I think this is the opinion of many, many CFL fans around the place. Uh, they don't want to see their version of the game die. But for me too, I like I love, I love both kind. Of, I love both games. Love the NFL. Love college football. Love the CFL. It would hurt me more than anything to not have football to go to in the summer. That to me would be the hardest part. So if that meant that we had to play the American game here, as much as I would hate that that happened. I would still go. I'd still be happy that we had a league. And like, this isn't to, you know, crap on your opinion or say you're wrong or anything, because I, I respect that. I understand people that, that think like that. I just, I, I want football above all else. Yeah. I, I think like for myself, it's the same way. I want football, but I think, and here's the thing that you have to look at when you consider changing the CFL game, you have to expect the universities to change their game. Yep. And all the way down. Yeah, like that. That's in it. So if you're football Canada, you're looking at the CFL being like, "Hey guys, there are leagues. You know, there are senior leagues that play four downs. They play American rules because for older gentlemen, it's easier. It, it's yeah. a more relaxed game, so to speak, when it's four downs." I don't know if relaxed and football go in the same sentence unless it's, it's two it's hand touch on the school of, playground. <laughs> lack of a better term, it, it's more relaxed. Less football. running. Uh, you know, less. I get a cardio involved, I guess, yeah, if, if like you want to go that far. Like it, it, so most pro, like most uh, senior leagues play four downs. Um, so, it, it, so that you don't really care about. But when you're, if you're uh, football Ontario, where you have the CGFL who plays, I believe, three downs, the Ontario Premier League that plays three downs, you have, uh, you know, U U O U O A. That the that play four down like three downs like all these leagues play three downs. So if the CFL is going to four down football, all your minor associations, everything below that has to go to four down football, and that's a like, and then not even that they have to go down to four down fields. They have to change up all the rules on players. Like I think you're going to four down football and changing the the dimensions of the field and whatnot will hurt can't like football in Canada than it will help it. I, I agree. I also want to point something out that I think is very, very interesting uh, because the XFL decided that they're going to put 
their 2021 plans on hold, right? Yeah, the 2022 plans, yeah. Until yeah, the, so that's all the on end hold. of the formal talks. Yeah. Who's not on hold here? CFL. Exactly. What does that tell me? That means that one league is prepared to go forward without anything done, and one league maybe isn't. Yeah, well, uh, that's what I'm saying is that the CFL has come out, teams have come out being like, hey, this is what's happening, but we are still committed to a 2021 season. Like, yep. you know, these talks are going to go on because we feel like it's important in the growth of our game, but we are, our commitment is still towards a 21 season. Yeah, I, I'm like I keep I keep going back to the the just kind of open your mind a little bit because for me I saw this news and I, I'm excited, right? I think that this is a great way for the CFL to make their way back into the states, gain a little bit of relevance. And you know what? You know what I I found I saw today, Shane. I saw what? some people that I know that normally never talk about the CFL actually interested in what was happening. That is a massive step for the people that don't care at all to take an interest and say, wow, that's, that's like really cool that the two leagues might merge. Like, you know, I, I suggested, Hey, if this happens, like, let's go down to uh let's go down to Dallas or whatever. And we'll go to a red blacks game. I'm like, yeah, that sounds like an awesome time. These are people yeah, I, who would never do this. Otherwise. Like, here's the thing I've said, you go to a CFL game. I've talked to people who, you know, I've worked with and they're like, is, is the CFL game worth going? And I'm like, once you go to a CFL game there, you'll understand my love for the game and you'll understand why everyone like there's so much love for the game in Canada and they go and they love it. They, they fall in love with it. They start playing, they start watching on TSN. They start following it a little bit more because the, the game itself, the, the, the CFL is a game and I don't mean to, to hate on the NFL um, experience, but I don't like being to, to almost every sporting event in Ottawa, um, there is really nothing like a CFL experience. I, I think what makes it different too, like I've been to Buffalo and the experience is amazing. I think Buffalo is one of the more personable NFL experiences. hundred percent. But it's, it's, it's very commercial. You know what I mean? Like it's very industrial kind of feeling. Um, there, there's just so much money involved in it. But when I go to a Red Blacks game, when I go to a 67s game or, you know, when I, when I went to Calgary for a game or Hamilton for a game, it's very like community, you know, everybody's friends. I think we can all agree that we've met some very great people in the CFL community since we've started, like really not just since we started the podcast, but you know, our experience. Since the Red Wax came back. Like the, the CFL community is nothing like the NFL community. It's, it's amazing to me. Like when, Red Blacks fans, we get on a bus every year and we go to Montreal and we go tailgate for a couple of hours before. The Montreal yeah. fans are amazing to us. Always. All, like, I have not had a bad experience with an actual fan of the game. Except for the people who dumped beers on our head after Ottawa beat Montreal in that uh, game where Devontae Dedman scored a couple of uh, touchdowns on kick returns. Uh, they were mad at us that night. But, like, other than that, and the guy who called us a bunch of pricks in Hamilton, but... <laughs> regardless okay, every every fan base has its bad apples that's exactly. just how it goes but like but i think overall the cfl community is super strong mm-hmm. i agree and then you know you get players out in the community and stuff and you get players talking to you after practices and like i feel like the xfl had its weird quirks but it had people that latched on right people loved it for what it was 
I think they would love it and attach onto it the same if it was the CFL game being sold to them the way the XFL sold their stuff. Different, but competitive and entertaining. And I think people look at the CFL and they go, ah, that's Bush League. You know, rules are stupid. Games suck. But if you can just convince people to watch it once and you can sell it like the XFL sold it when they came back, I think you're in. I think you'd have I mean, fans. You have the best person to do it in The Rock. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think if, if you're looking for a spokesman of, of football in Canada and, and the XFL, The Rock is the best person to do it. Like, uh, I think it was uh, Andy Fever, um who came out being like, hey, if the XFL and the CFL merged and The Rock and Danny Garcia and co. were still part of the league, right? Like, they were still part of the day-to-day operations and they were working with Randy Ambrosi and whatnot. Like, we could probably get a deal with Under Armour. Not just Under Armour, Project Rock. Like, The Rock's Project like collection. That, personally, one of my favorite Under Armour collections. I love Under mm-hmm. Armour. Imagine having CFL gear with the Project Rock logo on it with your favorite team. Having, as much as I like New Era, I hate their merchandise. It's, it's not good. It doesn't fit properly. Like, it, it's a weird cut. It doesn't fit everybody. Like it's it's not a generous uh, fit for a lot of people, especially bigger guys, in my opinion. Like an XL fits like a like a double XL fits like an XL or a large sometimes. So, personally, I think if newer were to come in, you know, if you have a new, like a Under Armour jersey that has the Under Armour logo on the on the neck at the back, but the Project Rock logo on the front on the tag. People would buy that. I think putting his name on the CFL would make stores would be willing to have it in their store. Like companies would love to sell this stuff. And is Danny Garcia not like a business genius too? Uh, yeah, am she's, I... she's a genius. She is one of probably the one of the smartest business, not just business woman, like business people ever. From my mm-hmm. from what I've looked up on her, what I've read about her, what I what I've heard about her, she is just a f- pure like business genius yeah and i mean i think it's also important to to understand that this might not be a merger this might simply be the two leagues putting their heads together and saying okay how can we grow football for both of our leagues i don't think that's what it is i think it's probably a merger but that it could also be that and and having having her input having you her help you out not a bad idea i'll I'll take that if if she wants to be on board with the cfl any day of the week, you can come do whatever you want. Here, here's my here's my expectation for a merger. Randy Ambrosi handles the day to day nitty gritty, you know, union stuff. He is the face of the league. He him and him and the Rock are the faces of the league. But Randy Ambrosi deals with the business side of the unions with you know the CFLPA. Him and Danny Garcia kind of work together. But Danny Garcia's and, and the Rocks they they help they do the promoting they do the marketing that's what they deal with. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have these three individuals working together in separate areas of the of the game to help grow the league. So, and like we we all gushed. I think uh, Ashton Kutcher wore a red black shirt on the ranch. <laughs> yeah. uh-huh. Right. Imagine yep. if Dwayne the Rock Johnson, I don't know, Jumanji three, he's wearing like a CFL shirt or something at the beginning. Every single every single cast member has something 
want all of the CFL teams represented, all the XFL teams are represented. Like, just go for it. The thing though is that, like, you with the rock on board, you'd be able to sneak like XFL, CFL stuff into his movies, into his TV shows, into his product. Like, it would be the best thing for the CFL. Yeah. Yep. I also want to. Mark responded to us here. That comment's a little bit long to put up on screen because it'll take up the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but he mentions like for him, the things that need to stay are the Grey Cup and the three downs. For me, the three downs, I want them to stay, right? I would absolutely be devastated if they were gone. I would still go to a game if it was four downs. The Grey Cup for me is non-negotiable. That absolutely has to still be involved no matter what. Whether you you make it for your championship game, which I think is what you have to do, absolute worst case scenario is if you go an American and a Canadian division, whoever wins the Canadian division would win the Grey Cup, which I still think sucks. I think that absolutely sucks. There's no way that trophy, which is one of the oldest trophies in sport, should lose its meaning. But it it has to stay. That's not negotiable for me at all. Also, I think one thing that bugs me when it comes to the Grey Cup is people automatically put it with the CFL, and it kind of bugs me because that's not... It's not It's not the CFL's... It was supposed to be for hockey. No, it was supposed to be for football. No, it was created to be hockey. Oh yeah, and then it was. And then it went. And, and then it was. Yeah, I remember. And then it yeah. was given to rugby, and now it's the CFL. Yeah, like I, but the fact that like the CFL became like was a start of a merger, mm-hmm. like the CFL started because of a merger in like 1958. So yeah, the Great Cups been have been given out for hundred plus like hundred plus years. CFL has been only around since like the six like late 50s, early 60s. Yeah. yeah. So. It's one of those history things that kind of quirk me when people are like, oh, the CFL has been around for 100 years. It hasn't it has. been. It's only been around for like 50 years. And basically. I only said that earlier because that's what Trevor Harris said, by the way, when I was quoting Harris. Yeah, I know. But it bugs me because like, it's, yeah. like I got into an argument with someone about it basically being like, you know, the the, the, the run, uh, Rough Riders won a couple of great cups before the CFL merged and whatnot. Like, that was rugby think, then still when they won those. Yeah. Um, so I think you keep the great cup, make it your league championship. I don't care. It yep. has to be part of it. Yeah. Um, like the, the, the trophy, what itself is, I think last year was what the 107th great cup. So that yeah. trophy, there was two years where it wasn't handed. So that thing, that actual cup is now almost 110 years old. Yep. That history cannot be forgotten. So if there's any hill that I'm willing to die on for this, if the two leagues merge, it's the Grey Cup because I don't care what you think you can put together that's better, Dwayne the Rock Johnson or Randy Ambrosi. Nothing is better than the Grey Cup. No, not I, a I, single trophy you could come I, up with would be better. Here's the thing: I can understand the want and maybe the desire to bring something fresh in. I can understand that. Really, I do. And maybe you can make the argument: okay, you've been around for 107 years, or whatever. Maybe it's time to retire you. They just re- they uh, just updated it though. It's not like it's an old looking trophy. It's just the bowl that's old. Yeah, and I, I think you know the fan stand and whatnot. They're not going to retire it. They're not no. going to change it. But I could definitely see the desire to kind of make something more sleek, something like more. Um, I wouldn't say iconic because the Grey Cup in and of well, itself is iconic. Okay, right? so I'll give you but this right. If you like, want to, if you want to do something to it, I don't care. 
if the bowl on the top stays, I don't care what you do to it. Because that's the bowl on the top is the only thing that's historical, right? The new gray cup has been handed out one time, once. Nobody cares. It's the bowl that matters. Yeah, I think overall, like personally, I I can see them retiring it. I do. Like it is something I think if you if you ask, I think if you go to any league, especially the NHL, the CHL, and the CFL, have they talked about retiring the respective championship trophies and introducing new ones? I feel like the answer is yes. Well, okay, so it's happened though. It's happened. Uh, The Stanley Cup has gone through so many changes, right? It used to be just the bowl. Then it was a couple of rings underneath it. And then it was like, you remember when it was this massive, like long thing? Yeah. And then they they changed the body to be, so like, yeah, but you can do whatever you want. That's not retiring. Like, I think if you were to look at the actual like bowl, like retire the bowl, I doubt they've ever talked about that in the NHL, by the way. I feel like they have. I definitely feel like there's been, in every major league, there has to be a point where you're looking at how things are done, and you and it has to be at least brought up. It may not have been been like a a serious, like, long discussion. It could have been like, you know, what's everyone's thoughts about maybe introducing new, uh, a new championship trophy, introducing a new conference trophy, right? I feel like as a league, you're, it would be stupid not to at least discuss it because how often like i think at one time oh you know once we hit like 200 trophies like people are going to start getting bored of i think there's going to be a time where the 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 meaning kind of starts to dwindle on these championships i disagree um i think if the if the if the nhl ever retired the stanley cup people would be so mad if the CFL ever retired the Great Cup? I think people will be mad. In I terms think of would like, be mad depending if, on like at first, but I think depending on the trophy they brought in, they'd get over it. Look, I, there's the two worst trophies in sports are the Lombardi Trophy and um, the the World Series Trophy, and then just ugly. Closely following though is the Larry O'Brien and. <laughs> to me, why do they suck? Because they're re- they're they're reproduced garbage. I mean, I see. I can understand. Like, I can understand the desire for teams that want to keep their their trophies in house, right? Too um, bad. Win it again. <laughs> like, I can understand. Don't suck. No, because it's a pitch, right? It's it's a it's a free agency pitch. Imagine, like, okay, for example, Montreal. You're you're a Montreal fan. Mm-hmm. Imagine the kind – I mean, they haven't won anything recently, but imagine walking in to this wall of awards and seeing replicas or whatever you want. Well, so they, they do. Yeah, they do have the replicas. They do? At the they arena? Do. Yep, at the arena. So if you look at pictures, I believe it's down by the locker room. They have all 24 cups. They're smaller versions, but they have them all on a wall. I did not know that. I mean, I'm not a Montreal fan, so I would be very like. Yeah, they do. Back when they were in the arena for like uh, pregame interviews and stuff like that, and and John Liu was actually in the arena for his uh, his TV segment. It was always behind him. Huh. Yeah. See, I I don't follow Montreal, so I would have. No so idea. that's like they have but that. Again, it's and... a pitch. It's a it's a pitch. You get to see the the team's history, the team's winning history. Like, sure, it's it's cool and all. And I can see like where you're coming from with why you want those, but 
for the NFL, like they they never really had like a truly iconic trophy that was handed out each year, right? Same with no, baseball. Really. They never really had something that was handed out each and every year. They just kind of made a new one every year. The CFL doesn't do that, and the NHL doesn't do that. I, I would really, really be mad if the CFL started doing that. I don't, I don't think they would start handing out new things every year, but I definitely feel like there's going to come a time where they're going to look at the Grey Cup and be like, okay, you know, we're going to retire the Grey Cup. You know, hundred like 150 years of awarding the Grey Cup – you may want to look at retiring it. The the right. day that I don't get chills when the Mounties are walking the Grey Cup down the stands to the field, the day that I don't get chills when I see that is the day that I will stop watching football. I mean, to be fair, I've kind of grown tired of it, but I've never. also been watching football a lot longer than you. Never. I'll never get tired of seeing that. Like, I'll never get I, tired of watching the guy in the white gloves pull the Stanley Cup out of this case. Never. Yeah. Yeah, see, for the Great Cup, walking into Mounties had lost its touch a long time ago for me. Um, I don't know. It, it just it just did. I don't know why. I just – I understand the reason for it, and it looks nice. Like, it's cool, like, when you're at the game and whatnot, but I don't know. It doesn't really do anything for me. You were the outlier, they, Shane. You were right? the outlier. You were the outlier in this situation. At least I'm not a liar. Okay. <laughs> Re- recap of everything today, right? For me – Let's have an open mind about this, please. Like, I I just think that it's important to at least listen to what the plan is here. If you decide that you don't like the direction it's going, that's fine. You know, if 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 a rule changes that you don't like, fine. Okay, you can complain about it. You can do whatever you want. Then, if you want to stop watching, that's up to you. Okay. All I ask is that you at least listen to what's going to happen here before you start on the I'm done. I'm done watching. I'm never going to watch another CFL game in my life train. Yeah, I agree. Like that, that's one thing I agree on is that like I'm I'm not going to jump down anyone's throat for this yet. Honestly, like I have no reason to. But I'm definitely interested to see what's going on. Like right now it's just a conversation. We know nothing. We only learn that they're talking about how to grow football so far. So what does that mean? Does that mean a merger? Does that mean uh, they're going to market together? Does that mean they're going to have uh, a development structure? Who knows what it means? Right? Like, let's just let's just relax. Like, everybody's gotten a little bit excited and carried away with this one recently. So, you know, t- take a step back. Breathe a little bit. Nothing that happens in the next couple of days is going to change much. This is going to be a long process, so just chill. Like, yeah, I mean, there's really nothing to get hung up on at this point, honestly. I, I, I'm interested. I'm excited to see what they do and how they make this work. Honestly, like, I think that's the one thing I'm interested in. Is like me too. Um. How, how are they going to make this work and what are they going to do? And th- those are the questions I have, but yep. I'm not overreacting thinking this is the end of the world and this is the end of the CFL. Yeah. And you know what, Shane, too? If they do merge, that means more people for us to reach and more people to listen to our podcast. So that's amazing. Yeah. We're going to have some players on. We're going to have some, we're going to need some players on. I bet you Derek Dennis ends up back on our show in a couple of, uh, in a couple of weeks. Wouldn't you say? 
Oh, 100%. I would be disappointed if he's not. Exactly. So, Him, we're going to get Richie Leone, a couple of other guys. Yeah. But, and we still got uh, – oh, the draft's coming up soon too. Eh? When, when does that happen? And uh, the early May. Early May. Because it's probably going to be the, the first weekend or the first – like. It's going to be virtual, so I'm expecting it to be on like a Tuesday again. And it's probably yeah. going to be like the first Tuesday after the NFL draft. Yeah. Well, we'll have. Because we're going to have. It doesn't feel like long ago at all that we streamed for the it's draft. It's literally going to be. Fr- it's uh, my my expectation, honestly, is because I think the NFL drafts like the first weekend of. Uh, of May. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the NFL, real quick, uh, the Bills have been busy, eh? I noticed that. Uh, Micah Hyde got re-signed, and then John Brown and Quentin Jefferson got released, and then they re-signed Matt Milano to like a ridiculous contract today. Uh, it starts. It's a four-year contract or whatever. They're paying him five yeah, million dollars about, this year. Yeah. And it ends at ten. Yeah, Matt, like, you know, Eric Fisher getting released by KC. Like, their top two starting tackles getting released. This, okay, so this is the other thing I want to throw out there before we sign off. How big would it be for the two leagues to merge together, maybe get some more money, um, and all at the time where the NFL's cap is shrinking? And not shrinking by a small margin. It's shrinking by, like, $25 million. Yeah, so what is that? From one, didn't it go from 195 to 182? Something I think it's more than that. I think it was supposed to be up into the two tens. Yeah, but it, like last year's cap was one ninety five, and yeah. this year's cap's like one eighty two. Yeah. This year's cap was supposed to be two ten or something like that. Yeah, and it's gone. It's gone way down. So how big is that? Like, what difference does it make in terms of maybe a guy who's going for an NFL practice roster spot, kind of thing? You know, like who gets left out of the mix here that ends up. Veterans in 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 the CFL, a lot like, of guys. Honestly, there there could be a lot of a lot of university players, like a lot of NCAA players, and a lot of NFL veterans. I mean, we've already seen a couple of NFL veterans sign in the CFL. Yeah, like some, and not some like small names, like some some relatively bigger NFL names uh, have signed in the in the CFL. That's a bombshell, Shane. Right before the end of our episode, what do you think about that? So there is another possibility. How about CFL plays its fall schedule as it is with its rules, and the CFL enters teams into the XFL Spring League playing its rules? I don't know. I don't feel like you'd be able to do it. I feel like that'd be tough. Very tough. I, 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 don't, I, don't, I, I won't say no to that. Um, I just I, don't see them being able to do it. I wonder – This it could also be more likely that if that's the way that this goes – that it's more of a, hey, let's share players. Yeah. So the the draft is April 29th through the 1st. Okay. I could see the CFL draft. I don't think there's actually like a, a specific date set for it uh, from what I've, what I've seen. Yeah. Hey, we'll have to, uh, we'll have to talk to uh, Zach and Dakota again as well. Yeah. Get the, uh, the inside scoop. On the uh, OUA guys, yeah, no, it literally just says it's sometime in the spring. I would not be like they still need to do the the draft lottery because that's what's happening. They have a draft lottery this year and whatnot. Well, they've already done it. 
Oh yeah, they did. I totally forgot about what, that. What Hamilton has the first pick, I think. Yeah, I honestly totally forgot. Just what that. they need, eh? Just I mean, it's not like it's a big deal or anything, but that just what they need. Yeah. Yeah, I totally honestly I totally forgot that they already did uh the the draft lottery. It's been so yeah. long. Yeah, they have two picks. They have the first and the ninth pick. Um but no, looking at the looking at the the calendar if it follows anything like last year, I would not be surprised, honestly, to see the draft on, on May 4th, rookies reporting on May 9th. Yeah. Well, that's, I don't think we'll start on time, but. Yeah, well, no, I, I think this is like me being optimistic of like an actual start date, like starting, like training camp starting at the end of May or middle of May. Um, Cause what the first preseason games, what May 21st. Yeah, I, I expect it to me, I expect about a month pushback for now. And then we'll see where we're at come then. Like I actually have the pre I made a graphic that I have to post. I keep forgetting to post it. <laughs> yeah, May twenty third is the first preseason game. Right. So yeah. Hey, we're starting I mean, we're getting there slowly. Hopefully we actually play this time. Yeah, I would I would assume Excuse me, that like if it is like a May 9th rookies report to camp and then six veterans work report to camp, we'd be on par for the start of the regular season with the first game being the 23rd. I would assume that all of this will be announced sometime within the next month or so. Like, I would yeah. expect it to be announced probably the, like early April on what's going on. Yeah, well, they got they got to figure it out soon. Whether I mean, I I really don't expect them to start on time, just with where we're at uh, in terms of being able to get fans in the stands. Um, I think. Which, if you by get, the way, did you see today that the Texas Rangers have approved 100% capacity crowds for at least the home opener, and then they'll adjust it afterwards. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it's stupid. But, Dude, but they don't the thing, care. If the CFL, I think the CFL has to be willing to start the season on time. If there is some sort of agreement with the provincial governments already that we'll, we'll do the preseason. We'll do the first three weeks of the preseason. And then because the Edmonton Oilers have put in a proposal for, I think it's like 15% capacity, 10% capacity. Yeah. And if you're going outside, it'll only be easier. So if you're, if you're the, if Edmonton, if you're, if you're the EE football team, you're looking at that being like, okay, if they're going to do this, then we'll ask for 10%. Yeah. And then you kind of, if you can get a permission, okay, you can have 10% starting your first home game in June. If you're willing, like if the CFL is willing to play the preseason without fans. Which they should if, be because let's be real. How many fans actually turn up for a preseason game? Yeah. Like go play the preseason game without fans and then review it afterwards. Kind of like okay, you know, we'll, you'll get you'll be able to have ten percent minimum at your home opener. If things go better than expected, we might raise that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. I would not be surprised if there's some sort of agreement like that in place. Yeah. Well, we've come to pretty much the end here, and uh, yeah, full hour, full yeah. full hour of CFL XFL content. Thank you all for joining. Thank you all for tuning in. Remember, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, 13th Man Podcast. Check out our website, 13thmanpodcast. 
thirteenthmancfl.com and our YouTube page, Thirteenth Man CFL Podcast. Give us a follow, like the video, share it with your friends who love the CFL and the XFL. Follow myself, Shane underscore Ryan ninety seven, Frankie at HPR Frankie underscore thirteen. No, what? HPR underscore Frankie thirteen. Your your ad is too confusing for me to remember right now. I don't know how you can't remember it, man. They don't. Actually, we don't actually interact with Twitter anymore. Like we're completely like we're two different fan bases for hockey, and there's no football really to talk about. So I don't really interact. With each other. Here, uh, I'll put it up on the screen. There we go. There we go. That makes sense. Uh, but thank you all for tuning in. We will be back live next week with a brand new episode of the Thirteenth Man Podcast. If there's anything you want us to discuss, any questions, you can leave it down in the comments uh, below on this video. Let us know on Twitter. Shoot, shoot us a message. And we are still looking for writers. If you are interested in being a content writer or even if you want to join us as a, as a podcast covering a certain team, let us know. We are interested in expanding our group of people. We have some fantastic writers. Thank you all for joining us. We will catch you back here next week.